Welcome to the RMM TV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We speak and we teach on the supernatural, how you, as an ordinary person, can do extraordinary things. Hi, I'm Dr. Marina McLean. The supernatural is meant to be lived naturally, and we do that through the teachings and instructions that you find right here on the RMM TV podcast. So, sign up today on the RMM TV podcast. I'm going to continue the revelation on the faith revolution. Have you ever asked yourself, what is the original purpose of faith? It's like me asking you, what's the purpose of money? What's the purpose of a thing is the power of a thing. What is the purpose of faith? Have you ever asked yourself that question, what is the purpose of faith? And sometimes, could it be that that's the reason why our faith isn't fluent? Because if you know the purpose of a thing, you can't misuse it. You say, why? Because the key to a thing is what it is. So we're going to go a little further in this revelation of faith revolution. And I'm very excited to bring you this word from God because the Lord has, has been really dealing with my heart on this for the last several months. And as you can tell, we have been bringing this word to you. And we're getting great testimonies. And by the way, please engage. Share right now your comments on what you've been receiving on how it's changed your life, how the Lord has touched you, changed you, healed you, delivered you, all kinds of things. Write your testimonies there. It's wonderful. Remember, this is our church online. This is the infinity center. This is the place where your limits are removed and your expansion begins. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to go into this word today, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to change your life. Questions I'm going to ask you before we read the scripture. Number one, and what I'm going to say to you right now, I can tell you because I'm, I'm, I've been around for donkey years and, I don't, and I've not really heard this aspect of faith really taught. But it's going to be a wake-up call today to everybody that understands faith. It's going to wake you up. It's going to bring you up to a new place, I promise you. I'm going to ask you this question. What is... Faith's relationship to the presence of God. Most, most of the times when people preach about faith, it's for what you can get out of God. It's for what you believe you can do for God. But hear the question I'm talking, or the question I'm asking you, excuse me. What is faith's relationship to the presence of God. And then the next thing is this. Is it really faith when it's separated from its origin? 
Is faith really faith when it's separated from the presence of God? Listen to this. One, faith is one of the initial evidences of intimacy and communion with God. Hear it again. Faith is one of the initial evidences of intimacy and communion with God. Because, listen to this now, it's the desire to continually be in his presence. Oh, that's, that's, I hope you're writing this down. This is powerful. Hear it again. It's the desire to continually be in his presence. Okay. Now listen to this scripture that I'm going to read you. It's going to really open your eyes to something. It's a question that the Lord asked, and I'm going to answer it today. Go with me quickly. To Luke 18, verse 8. And it reads like this. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Now, this is something that every time I look at it, it just opens up something new to me. He could say, and he could have said anything, but he gave something that we need to take real note of or notice of. When I come, will I find faith on the earth? Where is that question coming from? Okay? That question really came from the Garden of Eden. Now, you said, Apostle Rennie, I don't get that. How do you mean that um, it came from the Garden of Eden? Well, let me show you. Let me show you. I want you to go with me to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, from the King James Bible. Hear what it says now. It says, And the fall by now had taken place, God now comes in the garden. And hear now what the scripture says. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. I'm going to read it again because this is, uh, this is powerful. When and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Notice this now. The presence of the Lord came in the garden. The presence. 
But when he came, the people who he had created and made like himself, they were nowhere to be found. I'm going to say it to you again because you're going to have to perceive this. They heard the sound of God's voice walking into the garden. Mm. And it says, they hid themselves from his presence. Now, you know, because I've taught you for years, the word presence in Hebrew is the word panim, and it means face. Okay. So when the Lord came in the garden, listen to this. Do you know why they fled the presence? Because they had no faith to meet the presence. You've never heard this taught before. Not from this aspect. See, normally, faith is faith is excited. When faith sees the Lord, seeing the Lord is the fulfillment of faith. You say, how do you mean by seeing the Lord is the fulfillment of faith? Because the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews 12, it says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So the Lord came in the garden, and listen to this, in the garden, they were nowhere to be found. In other words, there was no faith. And you know why they had no faith? Because they broke the command of God. So they had no faith to come in to his presence. So now thousands of years down the road come. And now Jesus now looks at people who he's trained, who's followed him for a while. They're good people. They gave their lives to him. But then he's teaching them. And then he comes out and he teaches in this parable and he says to them, when I come, will I find faith in the earth? Because when he came down in the garden, there was no faith. They fled the presence. Where today we emphasize going into the presence. With Adam and his wife, it was the departure from his presence because they became faithless. Watch this now. This is gonna this is gonna really speak something to you. Please write this point down. Remember, what I said to you, faith is one of the initial evidences of intimacy and communion with God. Because it's the desire to be continually in his presence. What does faith desire? To be continually in his presence. In his presence, it's from the mouth of God to your heart. Then from our heart to our mouth. A heart filled with God produces a mouth filled with God. When your heart's filled with God, all you can speak about and talk about is God. 
Faith is nothing more than knowing God through intimacy. You don't know God through study. You, that's why you've got a lot of people who know about God but don't know him. You say, why? Because to know him, you have to have a relationship. And you cannot know God of somebody else's experience. You have to have your own experience through your own relationship with God that qualifies you to say, I know God. So faith is nothing more than the desire to be continually in his presence. Now watch this now. Something was wrong. Because before, they loved living in the presence. But a moment came where they couldn't take the presence. And when people are not right, they can't take the presence. When people are not right in church, you know what people don't understand? When you're not right, worship agitates you. When you're not right, long worship is too much for you. You say, why? Because you're not at the place where you are in communion with God, where you're in fellowship with God, where you are enjoying the presence of God. It's torture to you. You say, why? Because you don't have faith anymore. You say, why? Because, hear what I said to you. When faith sees the presence, it's fulfilled. When faith does not see, when faith does not, des hear me now, when faith does not desire the presence anymore, it flees. So Adam fled the crime scene. So the crime scene for man has always been the presence. Are you found in his presence? So now Jesus now comes down. Thousands of years later, and then simply says that famous scripture that we all quote, when I come, will I find faith on the earth? Now, people, we're getting some dangerous territory here. I'm going to read you a scripture that you would never relate faith to. But because I've given you a platform for it, you're going to see it as soon as I read it. Listen to this now. Matthew 7. I'm telling you, you're going to cringe when you look at this. You'll never look at this again the way you used to look at it. Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. And this one I'm reading to you from the King James Version of the Bible. Not the King James, from the Amplified Version of the Bible. Listen to this now. Whew. Take a deep breath. Mm. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. But hear this now. But only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Then hear this now. Because I, I tell you, a lot of churches now, a lot of power churches now, nothing wrong with power. I move in power. I see signs, wonders, and miracles. But hear this. This is a rebuke to us. We rebuke the nominal churches for being cold. But listen to this rebuke to spirit-filled, tongue-talking, power-chasing people. Listen to this now. Many will say to me on that day when I judge them, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied 
in your name and driven out demons in your name. And hear this now. And done many miracles in your name. Then hear this now. And then I will declare to them publicly, hear this now, I never knew you. And that word knew there means to be intimate. There was not a relationship there. There once was, but there's no longer a relationship. Like the five, like the five foolish virgins. They once had oil, but when they were empty, they didn't even realize they were emptied. So they kept going through the forms and the rituals like we see in church now. Hear this now. Hear it again now. Done miracles in your name. And here's the evidence. And then I will declare to them publicly. This is the rebuke now. I will declare to them publicly, I never knew you. And here is now. Depart from me. That's, that's, that's strong. That's heavy stuff. And then he said now, you are banished from my presence. Now that's strong. Because I told you what, what presence means. It means you're banished from my face. I want you to imagine banished. It means he doesn't ever want to look at you again. You become an abomination. The word abomination means not pleasant to look at. Let's look at this now from the King James. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we not cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. And then he says, and the King James says it harshly. It says, you worker of iniquity. Mm. What did I say to you faith is? Faith is nothing more than knowing God through intimacy with the desire to remain in his presence. So we are seeing right here the relationship between faith and the presence. Faith in the presence is like a hand in a glove. You say, what do you mean? They fit. When you're in the presence and you're not in faith, guess what? You don't fit. You don't belong. You say, why? Because you don't have the qualifications to fit. That's why when Adam and Eve broke the command of God, notice what happened. They were removed from the garden. They were expelled. Jesus comes and gives it a lot stronger and says it a, a lot. You'll never hear faith preachers preach this. You say, why? Because the church won't go. This is considered um, too harsh. Let me tell you something about the word of God. None of us are perfect. We're all flawed. But that doesn't mean that the Bible is not the Word of God. It's something we all have to measure up to, grow up to, and come into. Because the Word is not changing, but we will change. 
This is profound. I want you to really hear this. This is profound. Huh. Hear now what he said now. This is profound to me. Mark 9. Mark 9. The issue with Jesus even on the earth was always faith. Mark 9, 19. But disciples, people who he had trained, who were familiar with him, who knew him, they came, up to a, they came against a case one day that they couldn't deal with. This man had a demon-possessed son, and they couldn't cast it out. And hear now what Jesus said. He answered and said, O faithless generation, he called it faithless. Now, this is the key that you've got to get. Is Jesus can, listen to this now, can Jesus come for a faithless church? A faithless church is a church outside of his presence. A, faith, a faithful church is a church that has learned to live by faith, by living in his presence, because the desire is for the presence of God and nothing more. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen to this now. Oh, this is so good. I really hope you, you, you really, you really open your, your spirit man to this. What happens is this, is that the washing of our lives is continual. We are all a work in progress. None of us are complete. The way how you know you're not complete, because you're not in the fullness of your destiny yet. So that means we're not complete. No matter what it looks like, no matter what, what, no matter what things are. But you're not in the fullness of your destiny. You say, why? Because you're not complete in your soul. You're not complete in your person. You're not complete in your character. So hear this now. Because to me, this is profound. Thank you, sweet Jesus. So now, this is what happens. As we become more washed in his blood, keep that in your mind because I want to give you a perfect parallel. In the Garden of Eden, let me tell you why Adam was removed. The reason why Adam was removed because he had lost innocence. There's so many wounded Christians right now who are struggling to believe because they're caught up in, the, in life's reality as opposed to the reality of his presence. They're caught up in their own reality. And sometimes you don't know what, I don't know anybody who, who doesn't come to this stage where you don't know what to do, you don't know what to believe, you don't know who to trust. You will go through all of those things in life. Those, 
It just is the way it is. But what happens is this. Is that as God begins to as God begins to wash us and God begins to cleanse us through his word and his blood, what we begin to recover is our innocence. Our innocence brings us back to our original state before God where we are not tainted because of life, because of life's experience. You say, why? It's washed. It's removed. When you break the word, this is what, this is what it really tells you when Adam sinned in the garden. And it happens every day in all our lives. When you break the word, you're faithless in his presence. That's why you can't face him. That's why when people are not right, they don't want to hear the word. And you can't, listen to this now, and you can't live in the presence without faith. And I'll tell you why. Because faith mirrors the word. Faith mirrors the glory. You say, what do I mean by faith mirrors the glory? Remember when he went to Lazarus' house after Lazarus had passed away and his sister was really struggling. And Jesus said to her, Martha, he said, it's a mystery quote, but he said, Martha, if you believe, you will see. There's something about believing that affects how you see a thing. Martha, hear it again. Hear it again. Faith mirrors the glory of God because it's the only place faith can live from. Man lives out of time. Faith lives out of the glory. So if you're in faith, you can live out of the glory. What is living by faith all about? What is walking by faith about? It is nothing more than, than living out that intimacy from his presence. And so life in his presence consists of word and worship. Word and worship is how you live 
in his presence. So, true faith is the reflection of the presence of God in your life. Oh. Getting back to the first question I asked you when I got up here. What is faith's relationship to the presence of the Lord? It is the reflection of the presence of God in your life. No man can live by faith without living in the presence. You say, why? Because the presence is what? Panim, the face. What is on your face? Your mouth. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's the correlation to faith in his presence. And so that's why when we're in church today and we just want to have the service and no worship and no presence, guess what? Your faith is flat. You say, why? Because faith draws from the presence. When the presence hasn't come, when the glory hasn't come, guess what? Faith can't draw anything. And we close our praise and worship services before the presence is settled. The revolution of faith. I close with this statement. Life in his presence is nothing more than the word and worship. And when you worship, he reveals himself. When you worship, he speaks. When you worship, he opens things to you that are closed. Hallelujah. And there's no word of God that is absent of faith. I want you to lift your hands where you are right now. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we open our hearts to you. We open our hearts to you. You are doing a divine work. You are doing something in us that only you can do because you are the creator and maker of us. You made us for your presence. Lord, I pray that we will never become Adam where when you come down, we flee the presence because we've learned that faith is to be founded in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. You desire intimacy with them. 
Lord, I ask right now for a new depth in our heart. Open up new things in our hearts to your presence. In your presence right now, touch. Touch. Heal. Renew, restore, make new, create again what needs to be in every life. Father, forgive us where we've erred. Forgive us where we've fallen. Thank you for the blood that speaks, that cuts the path back to your presence. Lord, we know that faith writes things that a man can't cash. You're the only one who can perform our faith. You said, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above 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 you are the god of the beyond you are the god of the above you are the god of the beneath in other words you're showing us you are a dimensional god you can move in any direction now lord from any direction you choose manifest yourself to your people I ask you, Lord, right now to do the unexpected in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, because I know that you have heard and you are answering right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining us at our Infinity Center Church on RMM TV, the place to be every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central. People, this ministry is the product of purpose and prayer and giving. Purpose, prayer, and giving equals destiny. And I want to thank you for you who support this ministry. We're a church online, so we receive tithes and we receive offerings. It is scriptural. It is never the, you know, it's very funny. It's never the time to question God when it comes to giving to God. You know why? Because he's worthy. He's worthy. Is worthy. You know the principle of the tithe. You know the principle of giving. When you tithe, when you separate yourself, God separates resources to you. You separate a seed, God separates a harvest for you. You favor God, God favors to you. It's very simple. 
I want you to exercise that principle right now. The principle of the tithes. When you tithe, the Bible says, he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He'll make your money stretch. He'll make your money grow. And he'll add to your money. It's the way he does it. He never fails. I want to encourage you to do this. All the details are on the screen below. We want to encourage you to give and be blessed. And while you're giving right now, in fact, let me stretch my hands and bless you as you prepare to give. Father, I thank you for every person right now that is obeying you. We know you bless and you reward obedience. Lord, fulfill your word as your people give. This I ask and I decree in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I want you to continually tell people about RMMTV and about RMMTV podcast about this ministry. Tell people about this ministry because I promise you, God will bless you because you're blessing his work. God bless you. See you again next week. Bye-bye. For more Breakthrough Encounters, visit us on rmm.live.